I'm Rick Bassman. I'm Mina Martinez. The pit bull is one of the world's most misunderstood creatures. The wildly unfair reputation surrounding these beautiful and sweet dogs has segued into mistreatment and abuse in many forms, and from there, mass euthanasia. Pit bull type dogs make up only 15% of the canine population, yet 40% of the 2 million dogs killed each year in the US shelters are bully breeds. We're here to change that. It's the lucky few pit bulls who find great, loving, forever homes. But even many of these few first have to travel a path where they're abused, made to fight, banned from entire cities, and abandoned. It takes a rare kind of person with a big heart to open their homes to a pit bull type dog. When you do, you're almost always guaranteed to find yourself with an incredibly sweet, loyal, affectionate dog who will love you with all of their heart. It's our mission to advocate for our beautiful bully breeds to overcome the unfair and inaccurate vilification surrounding the pit bull, to overturn breed-specific legislation, to abolish dog fighting. It is a big mission and we are dedicated to doing our part, starting right here at the Pitbull Podcast. Join Rick Bassman and Mina Martinez every Saturday right here on the Pitbull Podcast, available on Podcast One. Also available on Spotify, Google, Apple, and wherever you get your podcasts. Well, here we are. Finally. Amazing first episode of the Pitbull Podcast. Yay. Look at that. <laughs> and that, that is a rigging job at its very finest, but we'll talk about that later. It's not that interesting. <laughs> but um, you know what's cool about this? And we're, we're going to talk to you, the listener, viewer, and probably to each other too. Yeah. Because this is the first, hopefully not the last time, that Mina and I have ever met in person. And Which, we've known each other for what, a decade? 10 years at least. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, I mean, what happened? I now in the pro wrestling world, we do this thing called putting ourselves over. And this is going to sound like this. When I was touring Guns N' Roses through India, aren't aren't I cool? Okay, anyway, I was producing a tour of Guns N' Roses in India and met this great guy, Bumblefoot. He was the guitarist for Guns N' Roses, as you well know. He's a good friend of yours. Um, this is when Axel and Slash were split up. Bumblefoot during this tour of India says. I have a friend in Japan that you have to meet. She's a fighter, she's a singer, and she freaking loves pit bulls. And he introduces us. And here we are, yeah. 10 years later. And you did a really good job on me. There was like some, some times you check on me like every week. And I never, I, like we had never met, but you would check on me. You'd call me every week and be like, how's it going? What's up? And I really appreciated that. Oh, of course. I mean, I, I felt like we were friends right away. You're like, you're like the sister I never had. I'm not sure I ever wanted. <laughs> Even more so now. <laughs> That's okay. Probably hate each other before too long. I love you. I really do. Um, I think you know that. I hope you know that. Yes. Thank you, dear. Um, yes. Uh, yeah, I wanted to check because I, I appreciate what you're doing. And we like, we share this mutual love for these amazing, beautiful creatures that are, you know, colloquially called the pit bull. Yeah. And uh, I think over the course of the next 10 years, we'll get into what that means. <laughs> Hopefully a little more quickly. We'll do uh, yeah. some, some education here. And uh, 
We'll talk about your love, people out there for the pit bull. Um, a big goal that I have, and this would apply to people I know, and I won't name any names, but would be if, if this podcast can turn even one person around who are wary of pit bulls or afraid of pit bulls yeah. or more so prejudiced against pit bulls. To me, that is like that would make it all worthwhile. And agreed? Absolutely. 100%. And if in the process we could somehow manage to really contribute to the movement to save these beautiful dogs, that would be the greatest thing ever. I mean, there's way too many of them being put down for just, I think it's, it's ignorance, isn't it? Yeah, you know, <laughs> I would say, I'm going to say, don't get me started. Because, <laughs> no, because man, we could go on forever about that, right? It's absolutely, it's ignorance, it's misinformation. Um, there's so many reasons for it. And, you know, I, I know we have shared goals for this podcast and, and we have our own too. Some of mine, and I, and I know we've talked about some of this, are to talk about why the pit bull has what we will insist is a very unfair reputation, mm. just a wrong, incorrect reputation. Why the dog was tagged with this, what, if anything, can be done about it, and what they're suffering as a result of it. As you mentioned, being put down at alarming rates, and, and we'll get into that. We'll, we'll examine the shelters and euthanasia and the percentages which will blow your mind when you learn what the true percentages of dogs that are being put down in shelters are pit bulls. It's out of control. We'll talk about breed specific legislation, why certain towns and cities and municipalities have just banned these beautiful, amazing dogs. We'll talk about the great stories. Yeah. The pit bulls from the little rascals, why the pit bulls known as the nanny dog in England. Right. People, I was just about to bring that up. I mean, you're from England. I mean, you're from England. If you're from Japan. You're from Cuba. She's from everywhere. <laughs> but, uh, you have your own fascinating story, and people are going to be, I think, really interested to hear it. But yeah, pit bulls in England. That's where they started. I actually didn't know that, to be honest. Um, well, you learn something new every day, <laughs> right. I guess. We're, I thought it was an American thing because like, well, weren't they the American nanny dog? Actually, all right. So here, here's the thing. We may not always agree, and there's going to be some times <laughs> that uh, I'm not, and, and Mina is like way humbler than I am, but I'm not going to come to you as an expert about anything unless I positively know the answer. So I don't want to do that. We want this to be an open discussion. We want to create and expand the love for these dogs to others that we have. Um, my understanding, though, of the origin of the pit bull type dog, because one thing, let's be clear, on pit bull itself is not a breed. Pit no. bull is a category it's of dogs. It's an umbrella dogs. term. For... Exactly. For, but interesting another thing. For what? Because if a dog bites somebody and even remotely resembles anything close to things that are perceived as being a pit bull, it's like, well, that's a pit bull. So how many of the 200 breeds that the American Kennel Club currently recognizes are pit bulls? 10, 12, 14? That's a subject mm -hmm. for debate. And nobody can truly answer that question. But when you get to the percentages of dogs being put down of these two, let's say 12, let's say 12 breeds are pit bulls. Okay. And there are 200 breeds. Okay. For math, 10, 10 different breeds are pit bulls. There's 200 different breeds of dogs currently recognized by the American Kennel Club. That means 2% of dogs are pit bulls. 
45 to 50% of the dogs being put down in shelters are these pit bull type dogs. Or pit bull mixes as well. Right. Obviously. Yeah. And it's just, it's obscene. So why breed specific legislation, breed vilification, um, unfair perception, overbreeding. Um, we'll get into all this on the pit bull podcast and more. Good. So uh, we're going to want to, uh, we're going to want to hear from you and we're going to open the show up for comments at a certain point, we'll do some live episodes. We'll have call-ins. We'll have some of the best guests in the world that are far more expert at this than I am. You know, and that this is probably something to bring up right now. So we've both already admitted that, that there's things experts. we don't know yeah. about the pit bull. I mean, I'm going to take a leap and say we know more than 99% of the population. Is yeah. that fair? I, I, I would say, yeah. But we may not be in that top one percent. But no. I think that might work to our advantage here, because I don't know about you, but I'm not going to come on here and preach. Mm -mm. I just want to create awareness. I want to create love for these dogs because they deserve it, and I want to bring on people who are that top one percent that can really guide us through every one of the subjects we've already mentioned and more that will help this breed survive and thrive. Do you know what else though? If we un if we uh, put ourselves in a position where we can understand why people are scared and why people have this image of them, then we might be able to start making a change. Uh, absolutely. I mean, there's. I don't think there's any growth without understanding. So we can't just be up here saying, no. mm -mm. this is how it is." And, and no, and, and we wouldn't do that. Of no. course, you're not like that. I'm not like that. Again, you're you're less so like that because. This is a nice, humble person who's way humbler than she should be. Because when you learn Mina's story and what she's doing for animals, it's going to blow your freaking minds really well. I'll just say it real quickly. I have to tease it. And this will be a whole thing we'll do later. Mina owns and operates the first and only true animal sanctuary in the entire country of Japan. It's called Animo, A-N-I-M-O, Sanctuary. Go check it out online. It's unbelievable. That's a distinction. And here she is. I mean, look how humble she is. And you're like, why is this girl on this podcast? And she doesn't know anything. <laughs> she, she knows a lot. Believe me. Um, the first sanctuary in Japan. That's that's a distinction. That's crazy. Oh, I blushed. <laughs> I, I don't think I've seen that before. Wow. Okay. Anyway, we we uh, we know it works here. Um, so for sanctuaries, next week the first guests ever on the Pitbull podcast are going to be Jill and Cody Rackley of Shadows Fund. They're in Lompoc, California. One reason that Mina and I have selected them as our first guests is that we're here together at Best Friends Animal Sanctuary in Utah, um, the world's largest and the best leading in how to really do animal sanctuaries right. There are, blessedly, a bunch of sanctuaries around the country and around the world Unfortunately, though, a lot of them are just not doing the job they should be doing. All run, founded and operated by the biggest hearted, best intentioned mm. people imaginable. And, you know, Mina and I are here together because we formed this friendship that we talked about. We bonded over this mutual love for pit bulls. And I guess Guns and Roses a little bit. Not Axel so much, but no. Bumblefoot. Yeah, Bumblefoot. <laughs> right. But I mean, yeah, that was very much in the early days yes and then it quickly transitioned into pit bulls pit bulls and only pit bulls yes and then from there of course you expanded into a sanctuary with all kinds of different breeds yeah. i know your heart will always be a pit bull heart yeah and that's the greatest compliment ever 
seeing someone has a pit bull heart. To me, that's the greatest compliment. Um, and we started talking about your sanctuary a lot. And I've been in and around this world for a long time now, working with almost always women, because speaking of hearts, women have, women have the hearts for the rescue world. It's almost always women run. And over the years, I've connected to and helped several women that are owning and running their own sanctuaries and help with things like you know, business organization, fundraising, whatnot, because business is not always their strongest suit. <laughs> I know I've got, is that like so misogynistic that I just said that? No, wow. it's, it's, um, it's oh, absolutely no. my weakness right there. But you know what, what I love so much about you, one of the many things is that with your sanctuary, I mean, she has this land. No, let's not confuse rescue and sanctuary. There's thousands of rescues. And again, bless every one of them. They're usually foster based. They've gone to the lengths of setting up their own 501c3. That alone is no joke. Yeah. That, that's a heavy lift. But primarily, they're based out of a home and they're taking in a few dogs at a time, if any. And they're mainly filtering dogs to get them into home situations, which is great. The more, the merrier. There are very, very few that take the next step which means investing in land, putting structures on these land, bringing personnel in, volunteers, paid staff, and running a physical sanctuary on a full-time basis. I mean, what I saw at Best Friends just these past few days has absolutely blown my mind. It, the way it's run is just the whole sanctuary. is like a heart and everything flows through. There's the, it's so clean, it's so well-kept, and it's just a machine. It's a well-old machine that took decades to build to come to this point, but this is what I aspire to. Yes, I mean, best friends. Yeah, and I want to talk about that. And we'll get really dive into that next week with Jill and Cody from Shadows Fund. But I want to say this about best friends. They're, they're a monster, and I mean that only in the best way. They, they're the leaders in this world. Now, that said... It means they come with a lot of detractors and there are going to be viewers out here right now that are watching this that are going to throw their hands up and go best friends because they bring a lot of money in. They're high profile. And as we all know, any nonprofit in any sector is going to take a lot of heat when they're in that position. Mm -hmm. Best friends is in that position. Here's my position. They're doing it right. You believe they're doing it right. I Absolutely. I've seen it firsthand and. It's incredible. And if uh, if you folks out there don't believe that, that's your prerogative. If we can help to change your mind, that's great. I hope uh, you don't watch us and go, oh, they love best friends, so fuck off. We're never watching you again. That'd be. I just, real, <laughs> I just realized, Mina asked about 10 minutes ago before we came on air if we could use profanity. I'm like, let's keep it to a minimum. And, <laughs> and they're, I'm going to wash my mouth out. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, fuck it. Now I'm going to get her started. Oh, my God. It's going to be bad. Here, here it comes, everybody. <laughs> no, I have to be really careful because I'm from England. So some of the words that I say are really, really bad in, in American language, it, people. Yes. <laughs> right. we, <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that in future episodes. Probably this one, we'll get into it. But um, so just quick, one last note on next week. We're going to dive into the world of sanctuaries. We'll talk about what Mina does at Animo. And again, look it up. You have to see this. Animo, A-N-I-M-O, sanctuary.com. Uh, we'll talk about others that are doing it right, like Lovable. 
So I'm wearing the shirt from Lovable there in Eugene, Oregon, run by an amazing team of people led by Liesl uh, Wilhart. They're doing it right. Um, we want to recognize these people every week. Hey, and Sanctuary is out there. We want to wear your shirt, so send us T-shirts. Um, anyway, yeah. right? <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, you're wearing, you're sporting uh, best friends fashions today. Best friends. I bought this at the gift shop yesterday. Cool. And Good. it's my new favorite hoodie. Absolutely. <laughs> and in buying it, you made a donation to a I worthy did. cause. So, so good, good for you. Um, what we'll also talk about in, and I hope the subject of sanctuaries it interests you all. We'll talk about what's wrong in that world and how it can really go the wrong direction. We're not going to name names that we don't want to do. Um, but I can tell you that I've seen it many times. I mean, on. I was in that position a while back and I was right on the edge of being just, I was heading in the wrong direction, but it took a whole lot of fighting to get my head on straight. I, I, you helped me put my head back in the game because about 10 minutes ago I said, one of the many things I love about you, and then I lost my train of thought. <laughs> and it was this, you were, you were at a critical mass. There's no doubt about it. I could see it. You knew that. You just, you just said it. I absolutely knew it. And I've seen many at that point that are not remotely open-minded enough to kind of like right the ship, so to speak. But you not only were open-minded, you expanded upon that. You took responsibility for learning. You had to learn. What, I mean, I did what I could to like guide and help, but it was all you. You brought the right people in, and you're heading in the right direction now. So good for you. Thank you. And here you are learning even more of thousands of miles away from home. I mean, a, a year ago, I would never have imagined being able to leave my sanctuary and the animals in the hands of uh, volunteers or someone that wasn't me. It, I, it was just not in the books. And by, by putting your trust in others and knowing that your animals are in good hands, that that's elevated you to the next level. Now. Exactly. So you can bring all this knowledge and all these new connections that you made back to Tokyo, or not Tokyo, but outside of Tokyo, where Animo is, of course. Yeah, exactly. So what do you love about pit bulls? Um, I think the question should be, what don't I love about pit bulls? Nothing. Ah, I have one. Farts. <laughs> you knew I was going to say <laughs> that, didn't you? Okay. No, I do. You know what? <laughs> What's that? My service dog, who was a pit, my pit bull, died last year. And one thing is I missed her farts. Oh, God. Wow. Okay. So that, that takes that off the list, too. There's if, nothing you don't like. If you suddenly find yourself without pit bulls and then you have a pit bull fart in your bed, it brings back all the warm and fuzzies in a really funny way. I wow. swear to God. Okay. We have... Um, fostered a pit bull from from best friends this for two nights uh, we're doing what we can to they have a program where they let people that stay in this lovely place here uh, to foster animals out and give them like a taste of home life and see how they acclimate to being in a home environment it's a really lovely well set out bed tv shower it's, it's just a wonderful wonderful setup and mini, um, mini bar. <laughs> right. no, go ahead, sorry. And um, we 
we wanted to do our part as well. So we fostered a pit bull for two days and we have our little baby PB over there. And um, oh, we can put a link. We can link stuff on this, right? Yeah, yeah, we can. Let's let's put her adoption link up. Yeah. She's a sweet girl. And I'm going to do something that's probably unprofessional that our amazing producer, John Pozzarowski, is going to hit me for. I'm going to turn the camera for a second. And I'm going to show you this little girl. So as Mina said, we've been sharing like joint custody of this dog. <laughs> we, we have separate rooms. We're brother, sister, remember? Um, but uh, she happens to be here in my room right now. So this little thing over here, if, uh, if we can see her. Just point down. See her, there we go. Is so right sweet. Right there. And so beautiful and so stinky. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but it's all good. It's all good. Um I, I love everything about these dogs. And it's like, you know, as, as Mina said, we're doing a good thing um, by helping a dog maybe get ready for adoption. Yeah. But I have to admit also we're kind of satisfying our own fix. At yeah. The same time. I really miss having dogs in my bed. So having her sleeping with me, even oh, just sleeping for, with me, just for half. Not night. you, me. No, no, no. <laughs> I know. Half the night yes. she's mine, yes. and then I wake up at midnight, and right. then I bring her over here. Yes, is that was that time? Is that what time you showed up and woke me up out of a dead sleep <laughs> last night? She's like, "Okay, I promise. Here's the dog. Thank you." <laughs> right? No, it's a best man. It, it, it it's a beautiful thing. Um, I, I you know I grew up with a family that would always have a dog, and we had a, a variety of different breeds throughout the years. We had a German Shepherd. We had a thing called a West Highland Terrier, if you know that. That's why I recognize that dog ah. we saw yesterday. A Bedlington Terrier, which looks like a little lamb. I mean, look, that's a pretty odd breed. Most people don't know it. And all sorts of odd lots. And for years, I always thought that I wanted pit bulls. And I didn't know why. It's just something that's been in my brain forever. And I had a girlfriend years ago. We lived together. We decided we'd get two pit bulls because she's like, I've wanted pit bulls my whole life, too. So I was busy, sent her out to find pit bulls. She, was, she wanted to take the project on. She was all about it. She found a house with a litter, and she had me meet her there. She went and met the guy first. And I think I told you this the other day. This is my first exposure to pit bulls, and I, I think this is important for a lot of reasons, at least for me it is. So I go to this guy's house. Let me back up. First thing is it turned out my girlfriend basically chose the wrong breed. <laughs> yep. Because what I had in mind was the classic American Staffordshire Terrier. Oh, and we have to get back to the origin later too, England, America, and all of that. That's yep. um, a bigger dog, 60, 70 pounds. It's a classic, what we all think of here in the U.S. is what a pit bull looks like, the big head, the taller dog. So we ended up ultimately with two Staffordshire Bull Terriers, which come from Staffordshire, England, mm -hmm. hundreds of years ago. And my understanding, again, I could be wrong, is that's the very yes. first breed of a pit bull type yeah. dog. But we'll verify that with an expert later. Maybe we'll have Darcy Dunedon who directed, well, we'll have Darcy Dunedon who directed the movie The Champions. We'll have a Bronwyn Dickey who wrote the definitive book on pit bulls called The Pit Bull. If you want to learn all about pit bulls, read The Pit Bull or watch the Pit Bull podcast. I just plugged our own show. You missed it. No, that's all right. That's a great book. It's a. Have you read that? Yeah, I've got it. The Pitbull, Bronwyn Dickey. We'll have Bronwyn on the show. Nice. We'll have Darcy Dennett. Who, these are all friends and contacts for years. They'll be very supportive of this. Um, in any case, 
I go to this house in the San Fernando, no, in Orange County, uh, Lake Forest it was, where we were living at the time. And my girlfriend says, just come knock on the door. We're in the house. So I get there and there's a yard out front and a little like a fence, right? Maybe four feet tall. So I look, open the fence. I walk in and half a dozen dogs come charging out, right? And they're like, they're staffies, right? So if, if, if you're a staffie lover, you know what they are. They're the sweetest, cutest, littlest pit bull on this planet. They're freaking hysterical. They're a mile a minute. They're a lot of energy. And I have six of them jumping on me. And I'm like, I was terrified. I, I admit it here and now. I was like terrified. And I'm like, help, help. Like, <laughs> the guy comes out of the house. He's laughing at me. My girlfriend's laughing at me. That was my first real exposure to pit bulls. What a great start, huh? And look how far you've come. I, well, you know, I, I have to admit, you know what I think it was? It's like, I even though I'm saying I thought I wanted pit bulls, which I believe was the case, I must have had in the back of my mind this like reputation. I, that had to be it, right? For me, it was the absolute opposite because I didn't know that they were such a hated breed. When I first saw this one post on Facebook, a friend of mine, a rapper, he, he posted that he got a, a litter of pit bulls and a, a mutual friend of ours reposted it. What is it called? Shared it. And I saw it and I was like, oh, puppies. They're the cutest puppies. Yeah, oh, they are. Gosh. And then I called this the number that day and arranged to go and see them the, the next day just to just to go and see. And um, yeah, the next day I went home with a pit bull. Well, that's a, that's a great start. <laughs> and, it's, and it's been love ever since. Yeah, I never knew anything bad about them until my mum went back to England and she went around to all her friends. My mum didn't know that they had a bad reputation either. So she went back to England and she was like, my daughter got a pit bull, American pit bull terrier. I mean, I've got a pit bull. And 99% oh, of- freaking out, right? Yeah, they're like that pit bull, that her dog's gonna turn on her when, they, when she gets older. It was the worst decision ever and everything was negative. So that's when I decided that I'm gonna have the best pit bull in the world. Because I was looking at this gorgeous puppy that adored me and I adored her and we did everything together. And I was like, there's no way that there is a bad bone in this dog and she is never going to turn on me. I'm never going to turn my back on her either. So I got, I became a certified dog trainer um, just so I could prove that pit bulls are amazing. And then I got, I made her into a service dog. And yeah, and here, and here you are. <laughs> yeah. So wait a sec, minute. You're telling me that your pit bull's never gonna turn on you? Come on, <laughs> it's a pit bull. Of course, it's gonna turn on you, right? I know, man. Oh, was... that drives me <laughs> nuts. Um, people very, very close to me. Again, I'm not gonna name any names. It's like I want to shake them, and go, and they have these like three thousand dollar designer dogs that are not great right <laughs> and it's like i have four at home now and four beautiful bully breeds i have an american bully i have a staffordshire bull terrier i have an american staffordshire terrier and then uh moose no, uh, moosens <laughs> i call them moosens like you know nuisance with the m in front who's all kinds of different pit bulls and it's like you could come to my house as long as i'm there and you could lay down on the floor 
or you could dive in the middle of them. You came in about well, you're but you're already an expert, so you you knew you knew the drill. Not but, an expert, but just a pitbull lover. Oh, you okay? Come on, <laughs> you are the co-host of the Pitbull podcast, after all. <laughs> in any case, but you but you know the drill. Yeah, and anybody can come in with me, dive right in the middle of my dogs, and I'm gonna I will stare into the camera and say this: there is nothing you could ever do to make them bite you. Short of attacking me, um, it's just you not gonna. What? It's not gonna happen. Ella wouldn't. Um, my my pit bull Ella, my first one, she would not bite anyone, even if they attacked me. <laughs> Some a lot of pities are like that. World's <laughs> worst watchdogs. They look good. They sound good. If they bit you, they do some damage, and that's where a lot of this comes from too. Yeah. It's like it's almost like I. I I have this like thing in my brain going. So I start to get angry, unlike you, because you're so level headed um, <laughs> about about the prejudice, you know, and it's like I want to say things like this. And we'll get into all this as we go. Pit bulls, if they bite you, if, 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 because the Maltese, the Lhasa Apsa, the Chihuahua, the Pomeranian, the Pekingese are all statistically more likely to bite you than a pit bull. That is the truth, period. Yeah. People right now are going like bullshit. It's true. The thing is, you just you don't read in the newspaper. Poodle goes on a rampage. Do you know what? I had police over at my house um, a couple of years ago because one of my pit bulls um, broke out and she was playing in one of the neighbor's farms and they let her play there. But another neighbor saw the pit bull and called the police and they had to come over and check like that I was fixing the fence to make sure and whatever. And I had already gotten her back and um, I was already fixing the fence at that time. But the policeman said to me, there was a, a news article a while, a while ago where a granddad with pit bulls picked up his grandbaby and the pit bull bit the baby's head. And mm -hmm. I thought that was a strange thing to say, but then I looked it up later and it wasn't even a pit bull. It was like a lab lab or something. That's often the case when you hear a pit bull bites report is it's it's wrongly it's, attributed to a different breed. Yeah. I mean, but you know as well as I do, we can't sit here and tell you that it never happens. It does. But you have way more, you know, it's way more likely you're going to be struck by lightning than bitten and hurt by a pit bull. If you get attacked by a pit bull for real, and it has happened, it can happen, yeah. you're probably going to take some damage. So... You know, it's like I, I come from the pro wrestling world, as you know, in the mixed martial arts world. And I'm just going to come out and say this. It's going to sound horrible to put it this way, but there's a reason. Some of my best friends are the largest, scariest looking black men on this planet. All right. It's just like weird, right? Sorry. There's a reason I'm saying this. I'd be out in public with these guys and I would see people cross the street to avoid us constantly. Right. And it, it's kind of sad. And it's like I would my friends are aware they know the deal and it's like i would say to them or say to you these are like the nicest most evolved genuinely big-hearted human beings that i know but if they get pissed and they hit you they'll probably do more damage than <laughs> the five foot eight inch obnoxious accountant who's drinking in a bar on a saturday night and thinks he's going big time um 
but I'll tell you that accountants more likely to start shit with you than my buddies are. Yeah. That's for sure. So I think that's a pretty fair analogy. I really I, do. Yeah, no, that was that was good. Thank you. Well done. <laughs> Wonder where I was going with that. Right? Yeah, I was like, ooh. Oh, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> did it? No, but it but it it's so true. Um they're they're great hearted dogs. Statistically, they're far down the bite list of the 200 different breeds currently recognized by the American Kennel Club. Yeah, and I can't remember what, uh, it was a temperament test, right? They score so Canine good citizenship. They're always at the top of the list. They're good, sweet babies for the most part. There's always exceptions to every rule. Uh, to dispel a couple. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, please. We were talking about, you know, the the Vic. Um, uh, oh, Michael Vic. Yeah, yes. the Michael Vic case. Um, all of the pit bulls that came to Best Friends Animal Sanctuary because they did the whole operation, yeah, they, right? That's of course, yes. Um, we were talking about them today. Um, all of the pit bulls, because of where they came from, they had to pass the canine citizen yes. test to get adopted and they all passed yes and these are all dogs that were being fought and abused and were came from the most horrific horrific yes. situations and still they come up on top like passing with flying colors so yeah and you're of course referring to the movie the champions an amazing documentary if you haven't seen it whether you're a dog fan or not if you want to be moved by by an amazing documentary watch the champions it's a story, as Mina said, of Michael Vick's fighting dogs after that knucklehead was arrested and thrown in jail. Thank God. Although I do want to invite him on this podcast. I told you that. Yep. Because it'd be good to talk and see where he is on this and if he's learned from it. I've heard that he has, but I'd love to yeah. see that for ourselves and and talk about where he came from. Everyone is due a second chance. And even a person who did what he did to these dogs, if he's come out the other side, Let's see what he has to say. So we'll, we'll invite Michael Vick on. But the movie is, I think it was 30 some dogs. They took here to best friends where we are today. And they worked with them and ultimately adopted almost every one of these dogs out. There was only two left. Yep, into a loving home. And these yeah. dogs lived out great lives as some of the sweetest beings you could ever possibly imagine. So there's a, it's a great breed. Yeah. It's a great, great breed. Last year in uh, the U.S., about 2 million dogs were put down. About 1 million, almost a million, a million were these pit bull type dogs. So we have a big task in front of us, not just you and I, but, but Lovable and Animo and Best Friends and Shadows Fund and Linda Blair World Heart Foundation and the American Pit Bull Foundation and all these amazing places. Jason Flat at, um, at uh, Friends to the Forlorn in Georgia all these people do it. And one of the rare, rare guys in the business, we'll have to have Jason on. Great okay. guy, amazing guy, head and face covered in tattoos, looks like a human pit bull with the biggest heart you could ever meet for sure. Um, it's a big task in front of us. Um, I know we'll do our part, whatever we can do yep. to help these uh, to help these beautiful babies. I saw a picture of um, Danny Trejo holding a pit bull puppy. I screenshotted it and sent it to you straight away. <laughs> I, I, I saw that. Yep. That's I was great. like, I want him on the show. Yeah. We, we can talk to Danny <laughs> for sure. Um, I'm going to put our, I, can, I always call out our producer, John pause because he's so great. And I always say this before I ask him for a favor. Um, I have a, a great photo of Danny Trejo with Ramon and Gogo at oh. a, at a movie premiere. 
So I'm going to send it to John so he can, during this magic moment, he can pop it up on the screen so everybody can see it. Thank you, John. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, you got to love guys like Danny Trejo, who's a great, you get it, he's a great example of like a human pit bull. Certain perception. Yeah. Um, it's always the ones that look the scariest that have the best heart. They can. They can. And uh, I think he, as a human, has demonstrated what these dogs have demonstrated to me, where I walked in this yard 15 years ago and yelled for help. And now I see, when I met Wilson, my sweet staffy I have now, I met him on Maui, where I was living up until last year. And the person that owned him brought Wilson and his five siblings to meet me. And they were all in the back of this truck. And I asked the guy, can, can you let them all out? He's like, yeah, they're going to be pretty active. I'm like, dude, let, let, let me out it, please. He let them out. I laid on the ground. They all jumped on me. And it was just like, it's full circle, you know? It's yeah. so different from where my brain was 15 years ago. And I, I now know and can attest to the true nature of these beautiful dogs. Um, I've had my hands, as you have, literally on thousands of them. Um, I, honest to God, have only been bit one time by a pit bull type dog. And it was breaking up a dog fight that the dogs were really going at each other. And I was collateral damage. The dog was yeah. not going for me. I just got tagged in the mix. I've been bitten a bundle of times, but it was always because I put myself in between two fighting dogs, yes. which does sound stupid. But when you're in that situation and you know how much damage these dogs can do to each other, you either let one of them kill the other or you put yourself in between and we're the kind of person that will just i don't uh, care if i lose a finger uh, or I'll, a hand or an arm yeah just, my um my nail is still okay. i'm not flipping you off it's my ring finger my nail is still growing back 10 months later from breaking up a dog fight my finger got chomped and the uh, emergency room physician said i might actually lose top half of my finger and i didn't but um i'll always dive into that but i, I do want to say this so we don't create the wrong perception here I have been bitten maybe 10 times by dogs. So if I've only been bitten once by a pit bull type dog, what does that say? Either nine or what? Yeah. All other, all little things usually. Again, the dreaded, uh, the, you know, the, the, I'm sorry, I've lost, I've lost my train of thought. The terrible Shih Tzu or Maltese, Lhasa Apsa. And I love all dogs. I really do. I'm not putting these dogs down, but that's right. That's where I've taken all my damage from. Right. From 90% of it in any case. Uh, what else do we want to share tonight? This is our introductory episode. We're going to cover every subject under the sun that pertains primarily to why pit bulls are having such a bad time. And it's going to be our goal to do the tiniest bit that we possibly can to turn that tide. Yeah. And hopefully one day the pit bull will again be regarded as it was in England and actually in the U.S. Yeah, I know. A hundred years ago as the I nanny dog. The image of um, the American dog being the the pit bull with the, the scarf around it. Yes. And it wasn't even a hundred years ago. Yeah, it was 50, 60. They were yeah, known as the nanny dog. During the war and stuff, it was... The pit bull, yes. the national dog was a pit bull with American flag around his neck. That's right. That's right. And there's another photo John can put up at this moment in yep. the podcast. Um, there's so many photos that we can share. We will do that here. One of my favorites, of course, I've shown it to you so many times. You're probably sick of seeing it, which are 
three of my bullies at the time, Ramon and Gogo, my dearly departed babies, and Eos, who blessedly is still with me, your goddaughter, um, surrounding a small infant on a bed in a very, like, seemingly protective way. And it's just, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And right now, people will be freaking out, going, how could you ever do that? You turn on the babies. All right. Because I knew it was not even fathomable. So anyway, that's my passion for the, for these breeds. You have the same. Yep. I know that. Yeah. We're gonna do some uh, some good things on the show. We're gonna talk about the uh, great works of the people that are out there helping this breed. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to talking to everyone and getting to know them and oh, shining a light on them and helping them right because they're doing a good job and they need all the support that they can get as well indeed so let's let's make it a mission on the show i was like half joking about the t-shirts before i think it'd be cool like each week let's wear a shirt from a different rescue you know let's i love that great awareness i always want to talk about animal because you know you're you are you are my special rescue partner now (laughs) (laughs) and and you you deserve the spotlight on you again the only sanctuary in japan which is crazy it's a hell of a distinction. Um, but let's talk about Animal and everybody else who are doing the good works. Yes. And uh, while we're doing that, we'll hopefully change maybe uh, one heart and one mind along the way. And uh, Beautifully put. Oh, sorry? Beautifully put. Sorry, was my accent knocking you off there? Beautifully put. I'm still not getting it. Oh my God, you put that beautifully. Oh, beautifully, beautifully <laughs> put. Oh my God. It's like, all right, <laughs> thank you. Actually, I just wanted to hear the compliment three times. Do you want me to say bottle of water again? <laughs> bottle, bottle, yes. <laughs> How many times have made, he's made me say this on this trip? I mean, yeah. what is this? It's a bottle. <laughs> it's a what? It's a bottle. <laughs> but, but how do you say it in America? Oh, don't do this to me now. Okay, can I? Can you say it first and you give know, me to a the, bottle? Bottle. Nice. A bottle of water. Wow, that's. I've impressive. been in. I've been in America for too long now. I know. <laughs> days, huh? Amazing, amazing. Anyway, I am. Uh, I'm so happy to be doing this. So fu- so happy to finally meet you in person. Right. My sister from another mother. A sister from an- another mister. Oh, or both, one of each. (laughs) Oh, that's rhyme is better. Wow. All right. I think it's probably time to wrap. I don't know about you. You're sharp as a tack. I'm clearly going freaking brain dead. Um, I feel it coming. But um, I'm super excited to be doing this. Me too. I'm Uh, glad we finally started and we're going to smash this. Let's do it. Thank you all so much for being here. And uh, we will see you next week. Yes. With Jill and Cody Rackley from the Amazing Shadows Fund. Rick Bassman from the Boy Dog Rescue Coalition signing off. And Nina Martinez of Anima, Nina's Animal Sanctuary. See you all next week. Bye-bye.